You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. Packers ended the Arizona Cardinals unbeaten season on Thursday night football and that means it's time for the Pick'em Show. We're back for another edition of the Pick'em Show. It's week eight. and Green Bay surprised a lot of people. With that win over the Cardinals. Cardinals still kind of blew it there at the end. I don't know what was going on with A.J. Green. But as that play lined up, we're sitting there watching the game. I said to you and to Heidi and her husband, you got A.J. Green one-on-one at the top of the screen. You're just going to throw this little fade route to him. And that's exactly what they did. But he He was not in the game. He didn't seem to know that that was the play call. And he just didn't get his head around. And I don't I don't understand. I mean, like, okay, he's he's with a new team. Uh, so maybe he incorrectly understood the play call. But situationally, they had no timeouts left. And they couldn't run the ball there. So it just looked like he was run blocking. And so when the ball got thrown, he had no idea. And, like, you're A.J. Green, you're the number one receiver on the team with Hopkins out. It's first and goal, and you need a touchdown to win. It seems like you need to be aware that that ball is coming your way regardless. So, whatever. Green Bay did a good job of running the ball down Arizona's throat. I had talked to somebody that was like, how big is the impact of, like, J.J. Watt? missing from that defense going to be. And at first I was like, yeah, they may not like really feel it in this game, but down the stretch, it's going to hurt them. But you saw him not being there allowed green Bay to just dictate the run the whole game. And I think both Dylan and Jones had good games. It's sad to see Tanyan blow his ACL on his biggest play of the day. Is that official? Yeah, he's done. No. And he goes into free agency. So, I don't even know that Green Bay is going to re-sign him after this year. That sucks. <clears throat> it does. Um, but, you know, Green Bay still did a good job. They found a way to win. They showed the savvy that a good veteran team is made of in order to pick up a win like that on the road against an unbeaten Cardinals team. And the Cardinals were bound to fall sooner or later. It's probably better for them to get it out of the way now, but that gives Green Bay the inside track to home field. And now there's a bunch of teams with one loss in the NFC. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. So anyway, that game ended, I think, 24-21? Yeah. Oh, was it 24-21? Yeah. Oh, so Arizona could have kicked the field goal. But Arizona could have definitely won. Yeah, 
So anything other than a turnover right there, and they're in good shape. Um, they just didn't play well the whole game. Like Connor and Edmonds both played well. They took advantage of Green Bay's poor run defense. And in my breakdown for that game, I was like, Green Bay can win this game if they attack the Cardinals where they're weakest, and the Cardinals are giving up five yards a carry on the ground. And that's exactly what they did. But I figured the Cardinals would be able to run the ball a little bit better. And, you know, they didn't. So that's that's a Cliff Kingsbury issue right there. That was a winnable game for them where they asked their third-string center to pass protect at a high level when the opportunity for them to run the ball more effectively was right there. So whatever, they'll live and learn. Uh, They're still a good young team, but it shows you the difference between a a good veteran team led by a guy like Aaron Rodgers and a good young team led by a very young coach and a young quarterback. So good job, Packers. Didn't get that game right. So it's going to be a tough week in the pick league. All right, so what's the first game on deck? Uh, <clears throat> Pan- Panthers at Falcons. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a game I don't even want to pick. Same. Ugh, I'm tempted to say the Falcons because the Panthers have played so exceedingly poorly over the last month where at least the Falcons have gotten some wins and had some success. It's, st- it's still a tough matchup. Because it's a division rivalry, um, and the Panthers' defense, in theory, is better than the Falcons. But over the last month, where they've lost four games in a row, their defense has been getting pulverized, and their offenses look like crap. Sam Darnold looks like the the mistake draft pick that he was on the Jets. And this is after starting the season 3-0, and they've lost four in a row. You know, it's hard to break those losing streaks when you're a bad team. And right now, Carolina's looking like a bad team. Their defense isn't good. Their offense is not able to give them a chance. And they lost 25-3 to to the Giants. And the Giants had nobody. All of their receivers are hurt. Saquon's hurt. Daniel Jones is still dealing with some of the concussion stuff. Um... So it's it's crazy to me that they got beat that badly by the Giants. It's not that, like, oh, my God, the Giants are incapable of winning. and It's not that. It's just that Carolina scored first to make it 3-0. And then after that, the game was basically over. And the Giants outscored them 25-0 the rest of the way. And that game was 25-3, I think. So that just gives me such little confidence in the Panthers. And... I don't know, maybe they're this year's Falcons for me. Because I had more confidence in the Falcons last season in some games, and they blew a lot of fourth-quarter leads. And they were in the process of doing that last week, too. They were up, I think, 13 or 14 in the fourth quarter, and they blow it, and they're down one, and they have to go on a game-winning drive to give their guy a chance to hit that field goal at the end. But those are the games... Those. That right there is a perfect example of why I really hate picking the Falcons. Because they're up two scores in the fourth quarter to find themselves down against a Miami team that is not good. So the fact that that game was close at the end when it shouldn't have been was very disconcerting for for people that are 
interested in putting money on the Falcons ever, like, don't do it. Don't ever do it. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I am leaning towards the Falcons in this one, though. They got a they got a weird thing going on with Cordero Patterson, but it works. Ridley, I think, is back and healthy. Pitts is finally starting to play like the guy that they drafted. And if he plays at that level, you have to dedicate so many resources to guarding him and to guarding Ridley. It may start to open up that run game a little bit more. And then you got that dual threat in Cordero Patterson. You can line him up wherever. And if you just get the ball in his hands, he's dangerous. So I've got to lean towards the Falcons in that game, although I don't want to. <laughs> All right. Next up is Dolphins at Bills. Bills by a billion. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, the Dolphins are in that conversation to move on from Tua. This percentage is very, very low for the Dolphins. Yeah, it's like Bills are like 98.5% favorites at home in Buffalo. They beat them on the road already, shut them out 35 nothing. That game had its moments where it was close. So if the Bills aren't careful, the Dolphins can be competitive with them for a while. But this is a Bills team coming out of the bye where they're looking at all the things they did wrong in the Tennessee game, trying to correct all those mistakes. They've had an extra week to rest up. I just don't see the Dolphins winning this game. And what's the weather going to be like in that game? I don't know. I haven't seen the weather report, but it'll probably be a little brisk. Uh, I don't know. That's a close one. It's not close in the sense that I think... I mean, the Bills are favored by 14 in that game, right? So I don't know that they're going to cover, but they should. The Bills should win that game easily. That's just what it is. But the Dolphins, I think, are a more talented team than their current record shows. But something's clearly funky over there. Missing. And they've lost a bunch of those close games like they did to Atlanta. Like they did to Jacksonville. Like they did to the Raiders, like they did to the Colts. Uh, there was a lot of games where they were like in it, they were competitive, and then they just like couldn't close it out. And you know, my my gut says the Bills are a much better team than the Dolphins. Josh Allen has, I think he's seven and zero against the Dolphins now. Wow. As a starter, or maybe just I don't know. I know there's a game he lost for sure against the Dolphins, but he's won a bunch of games in a row against the Dolphins. It was, it was one of the games in his first season where they got down the field and Charles Clay, the tight end at the time, dropped the touchdown in the end zone that would have won the game for Buffalo. And I think that was his rookie season in 17. So, 17, 18. Um, he's come a long way since then. I don't think he's lost to them since. So, Bills. Bills all the way. Go Bills. Go Bills. All right, moving on. 49ers at Bears. Ooh, that's an interesting one. You got Jimmy G playing poorly. The Niners are 2-4. and four. They lost ugly coming out of their bye week. To a Colts team that's better than their record shows. Um, so it's not like a poor quality loss. But it's how they lost. They when they went down the field and scored right away, and it was seven nothing in the rain, and it looked like they were firing on all cylinders, like they were gonna go out there and just dominate. And I didn't get to watch the whole game, um, 
but the Colts bounced back. They answered with Jonathan Taylor. They were able to keep it close. I think Garoppolo had a couple of interceptions in that game. The Bears' defense is still good, but Khalil Mack is on again, off again, resting. Just like veteran rest. And the Bears, I think, are three and four. So it's an important game for both teams that theoretically want to stay in the playoff hunt. The Bears coach also has COVID, so he's not going to be around. Matt Nagy, not Charles. I don't know if that works in their favor or not, though. Is this week two he's missing then? I don't know. I don't think he he missed last week. Oh, it's just this week. I think so. Um, But they're, you know, they're sticking with Justin Fields, and I like Fields. He just doesn't really, like, put up great quarterback numbers, but he's played well enough for them to, like, be in some ball games. Um, Last week wasn't one of those, but you're going up against Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, and you need more than just 100 yards passing to beat that team. Uh, Their running back, though, Herbert, played really well. Considering how good Tampa's run defense has been historically, he put up a great game against them, but they just weren't converting anything at points. So they got their asses kicked 35-3. It's not a confidence booster going into the following game, but at least they... They saw like what it's like to play at the the tip top of the league, and the Niners are not that. And I don't even think the Niners' defense is that good right now. So, if their defense isn't stopping anybody and their offense is not great, I still think the Niners' offense is slightly well. It's probably much better than the Bears overall, but I don't I don't know if Kittle's playing. So it's basically like run the ball and throw it to Samuel. So the the Niners are just kind of one-dimensional. <clears throat> and if you can take away their run game, which the Bears should be able to theoretically slow down, then you're putting all the pressure on Garoppolo to to win that game. And I don't know. I don't know. I would I would tend to trust Garoppolo over uh Fields. But you never know. And if Trey Lance is healthy, I would prefer to actually see that game between Lance and Fields and just watch those guys go at it since both of their teams have losing records anyway. Ooh, Chicago at home, though. They're, they're tough to beat at home for some reason. Like, it's just cold. Soldier Field has got that, like, aura of all those championship teams there. That's a tough pick, to be honest. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. You don't know. All right. I feel like we haven't. I haven't at least watched the Bears enough. Like I don't. I don't. I haven't paid attention to the Bears games very much to see. That's fair. So I would tend to technically lean towards 49ers, but I haven't watched the Bears enough to really know. Yeah, I can see that. That's a coin toss game, but I think the Niners are favored in that one. Um, yes, they are favored pretty heavily, too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. All right. Steelers at Browns. I like the Steelers in this one. I mean... Browns are favored, though. Yeah, they're getting Chubb back. I think they're at home, 
Um, they played pretty well without Baker, but that's a Denver team that is not good. Denver? Last week. Mm. They, they narrowly beat a Denver team that is not a good team. I mean, Denver doesn't score. Their defense is overrated. They've lost four in a row. Denver lost four in a row? Yeah, they were 3-0, and oh, and now they're 3-4, and four, just like Carolina, where they started to play a little bit better competition, and they lose. So it's like Denver's not like the basement of the league, but they're like just a step up above that. They're not at the middle of the pack where some of these other teams are. Like I would say the Colts who are also three and four are significantly better than Denver and Carolina that are three and four. Like if you would say the Jags, the Jets are and the Lions who combined have two wins are like the bottom of the league. Then you have the Giants, the Washington football team, and the Eagles that are all two and five in the same division. They're like slightly above that bottom group. And then right above that is like Carolina, Denver. And then I think the Colts are probably closer to one whole group up from that. So there's levels to the game and some teams are just at the lowest level. So the Browns managing to be like, they're a playoff team last year. They're a good team. They have a good defense. So them narrowly beating a, a Denver team isn't the most impressive to me. Uh, and the Steelers are playing better. I think losing Smith-Schuster too, just like it removed an element of complication from their offense. Like they know what they want to do. There's less decisions for Ben to make now. Um, so they have Claypool, who's the big guy downfield. They have Johnson running all the underneath kind of slot routes, uh, crossing routes. He's their guy that they're going to throw the ball to 10, 11 times. And then they're just going to figure out how to get Harris involved. And then you just take the underneath throw to the tight end when you need it. And it's like it's much more of a Steelers offense that Roethlisberger has run in the past. And I think we've seen over the last couple of seasons is that like they really went heavy on their receiving core trying to like get the ball out of Ben's hands a little bit quicker and like dink and dunk and just like hit these kind of throws to all these different receivers. And they kind of like forgot what their identity was of being a run team. And now that they're kind of forced to get back to it, like the results have been better for them when their defense is healthy. They're still one of the best defenses in the league. And without Mayfield and with Odell nursing his shoulder injury and like, I don't know if Chubb's a hundred percent, but he's going to play. The Browns can still run the ball, but this is a much, much, much better defense than Denver. And their division rivals, so they know each other very well. They played each other three times last season. With the Browns winning two of them? Yeah, they won at the end of the season, and then they beat them in the playoffs. So, you know Pittsburgh wants revenge for that. So are the stats in the Yahoo app coming from other fantasy teams picking these or based on the odds, like the Vegas odds? I believe it is the percentage of other users using that Pick'em app. And choosing teams. So it's not based on, like, the Vegas odds. Yeah, it's not the Vegas odds. I can tell you the actual Vegas odds. 
The Browns are favored by four after the spread opened at three and a half. So they're favoring Cleveland gained an extra point since the money line opened. Pittsburgh is plus 175 on the road. I usually end up picking a couple of good upset picks. And I like that one at plus 175. Over under a 43. They think it's going to be a low scoring defensive game. And ultimately, if it's Case Keenum versus Ben Roethlisberger, I'll take Roethlisberger. Even though he hasn't played well. I haven't seen enough from Keenum against good defenses this year. He played totally like serviceable in that game against Denver. Threw for like 200 yards and a touchdown. Just workmanlike, veteran, good, solid performance. Um, but I did see him miss a lot of throws. That's the pouch for my little ear rubbers for my AirPods. Side note. Side note. <laughs> they don't make that big of a difference, but they're there. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know. I like the Steelers in that one. My gut is saying Steelers because they've been playing a little bit better. The Browns are as vulnerable as they're going to get them. And a win leapfrogs them in the division. And the Ravens just lost, too. So, if the Steelers could get to, I think, 4-3... and three, with the top two teams being five and two, but both playing this week. Or no, the Ravens are sitting. So it's a huge game for the Steelers division-wise. And for the Browns, too. Like, But considering how bad Pittsburgh has played in a few games this season and the fact that they started off so poorly to be in this kind of position, like Mike Tomlin's a good coach. His team's going to be ready. They're coming off the bye. They saw how... Cleveland played against Denver last week. I think Mike Tomlin's going to have his guys ready. So, my gut says Steelers. Okay, what's next? Eagles at Lions. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, indeed. Ugly. I know. This is worse than the Falcons-Carolina game. Well, we were just talking about like where teams fall in the the bracketology of league hierarchy. And the Eagles are slightly above that cellar where the Lions rule the roost at 0 and 7. And it's like I don't know, I feel like the Lions like blew their wad against the Rams, right? They pulled out everything they could. They onside kicked it after they scored. Like, they pulled out all the stops trying to get Jarek off that win. And they still ended up losing comfortably. I mean, they lost by 11? So they, they covered. Yeah. I thought it was closer than that, though. It was for a while, but I think it was like 28, 29-18 or something like that. Oh. Um. So they ended up losing by double digits. They held the Rams offense like somewhat in check. But you know, now they get an Eagles team that isn't particularly good either. But the Eagles don't have Sanders in this game. So it kind of limits what they want to do too. Like you're not going to be able to run all these kind of like swing passes out of the backfield to the running backs that really have been super ineffective for Philadelphia this year anyway. 
like two seasons ago when Sanders broke onto the scene, basically dominating with that catch and run. That's it. Kind of became like the Eagles' whole identity, and it hasn't worked much since then. So hopefully they just stick to handing the ball off to Gainwell and Scott, run the ball, let Hurts make plays, and they're healthier and they theoretically have the better defense. I've been burned by Philadelphia multiple times this <laughs> season. So my confidence in them isn't sky high, but I got to pick them. You are going to pick them? I've I've got to pick the Eags here, even though I think I picked them last week and they blew it. So I mean, how can I pick the Lions that are 0-7? They got to win at some point. Not necessarily. Has there been a team that's gone the whole season with a only losing record? Yes. Who? Uh, I think the Bucks did it, like back in the nineties. Where they lost every game. Yes. And I think it's happened more recently than that, but I could be wrong. But there have been some teams that have only won one game in the last ten years, so. It's possible. I mean, I think the Jags only won that one game last year. And then they lost 15 straight. Really? Yeah. Mm. All right. I guess anything's possible these days. Anything's possible. It's hard to win in the NFL. Philadelphia is a minus 190 favorite. Uh, Spread is three and a half. But that tells you the odds makers don't really think the Eagles are that good either. Like, you're playing a winless team, and we don't think you're going to win by really more (laughs) than a field goal. Right. All right. What's next? Alrighty, it is Titans. Hang on, my phone just locked. Titans at Colts. Titans at Colts. That's that's an interesting one because the Colts are playing better. The Titans are coming off beating the two best teams in the AFC over the last, at least last season. So the Titans' confidence has to be running sky high, but Julio's out again. So. Double team AJ, stack the box against the run, and then force Tannehill to beat you with like Chester Rogers and uh, Josh Reynolds and Austin, or sorry, Anthony Ferkser. This is a game that the Colts can win. Um, I don't know if T.Y. Hilton's going to play or not because he was back out as soon as he got off the IR. Like he practiced and then went back out, or he didn't even practice and was back No, out. he got activated from IR, then he played, and then he was out again the following week. So I don't know 100% whether or not he's playing, and I don't have the injury report in front of me. These telemarketer calls are relentless. It's gotten so bad, I'm telling you. I want to change my phone number. Yeah, please don't. It's one of the few that I have memorized. <laughs> I won't. I was just telling Heidi that. Yeah. I wanted to change it, and you said don't because it's one of the few you know memorized. I won't. I've had this number for too long. Moving on? Uh. Any last thoughts? I don't know. I mean, the Titans like should win, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know that they should. They're 5-2. and two. And the Colts are three and four, so it's a huge game for the Colts. They played them semi close the first time they played. I think it was like twenty four sixteen, so they're within a score. 
not an unwinnable game for the Colts, but Carson Wentz can't be out there making the kind of plays I saw him make in the rain last week. He just he's got one of those plays like every game where he's desperately trying to make something happen. And it's just like, oops, horrible turnover. And I that's the trend. Like we've seen it like happen with Mahomes a lot. Where I mean Josh Allen does it too. I'm not gonna leave him out of the conversation, but there's just plays where you got to go down. And that, I think that's what, what Tom Brady really does great that a lot of people don't realize is that like he knows when the play is dead and he's not trying to make something stupid happen. He's, he's like not going for that yeah, miracle. I'll take the sack and we'll get it on the next one. Yeah. I'm not going to like, oh, there's a guy tackling my legs and I'm going to try and like make a play <laughs> with my arm and then some other guy comes across and flying knees him in the face and gives him a concussion. I mean, Russell Wilson is guilty of it. Like, I think there's just so much pressure on these quarterbacks to to make these dazzling plays that sometimes the right play is to just go down. And we'll rewind it a little bit to Jalen Hurts on the Eagles. Like, there was a play I saw them run that was like a designed quarterback sweep. And so it's like they pull all of the blocking to the right side and he's running behind it and they're trying to just get him an angle to get some yards. But he's approaching the sideline fairly quickly and he's behind the line of scrimmage and he runs out of bounds and loses two yards on the play. And like, first of all, like that's a terrible play design and they should never run it again. But secondly... He needs to understand that as the quarterback, like, if you're not getting back to the line of scrimmage, like, just throw the ball away. Like, running out of bounds and losing yards is a terrible idea there. And so many of these young quarterbacks just do not throw the ball away. They hang on to it, and it ends up in disaster a lot. Can you reach it? Yes, I got it. Sorry. You got that chapstick? not even going to use it? Nope. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving on. Bengals and Jets. Is the there Bengals. anything to talk about? Uh, Well, the Jets, they got Joe Flacco back. That's true. But still, they're the Jets. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's good for Jamison Crowder, who I don't have anymore because he's disappointed me twice. But So I should pick him up because then he'll explode? Maybe. Yeah. I, well, right now I don't have room for him. Like Connor. Yeah, trade me Connor back. No. Rude. You're rude. Yeah. Give me Diggs. Not for Connor. I mean, I do need help at running back, but Diggs is off the table. <laughs> Taylor? No, I need help at running back. I can't <laughs> trade away. He's like my only healthy running back right now. Yeah. Sanders is out. Latavius is out. Dernis Johnson's back to second string. So I'm just like hoping that Latavius' ankle isn't too bad going into next week, but like all my plans are fried, so I have to trade to get a running back now. Yeah, I don't think the Jets can present any real problems yeah. for the Bengals. No, Bengals have been looking good too. So yeah, they just got to show up and do what they do, and they'll they'll handle business pretty easily. Yeah, hopefully they don't just say we don't need to take this seriously and then they randomly kick their ass yeah because i mean that's what happened with the titans and the jets got them so it's not impossible but you're missing zach wilson 
like Joe Flacco doesn't present the same kind of abilities. So he's he's a serviceable starter for sure, but Bengals should cover whatever the spread is in that game. And I'd be surprised if it were less than two touchdowns. So let's see, where is it listed? Oh, ten and a half. I would take the Bengals to cover ten and a half. Alrighty. What's next? Rams at Texans. Rams. <laughs> yeah, they're favored by a ton too. That's a uh... Yeah, this is a weird week. Yeah, they're favored by sixteen when the spread initially opened at fourteen and a half. But they didn't cover against the Lions when they were favored by that much. And they're look they're gonna trade Deshaun Jackson. They brought him in to catch like one long touchdown this season and then they're like, nah, you know what? You can you can go. Where where is he going? I don't know. They're yeah. just ta- they're in trade talks. But figure he's not going to go to a team in the NFC West. He's not going to go to a contender in the NFC. So that eliminates seven, eight teams right there. When's the deadline again? Next week? November 2nd. Tuesday? No. Hmm. All right. Moving on. Patriots at Chargers. Chargers coming off the loss and then going into the bye week. They've had a lot of time to think about how they got their asses kicked by the Ravens. And they should beat the Patriots. It's at the Patriots, though? or No, no it's at Chargers. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots are starting to play better, too. They're going to present some defensive problems. The Chargers should win that game, though. If the Chargers don't win that game, the Chargers are not for real this season. Because if, like, if, if you lose that game at home... You'll have lost already two games at home, and you'll be four and three after being at the top of the AFC there. So you got you got to start with what you can control. And although the Patriots are playing well, it should be a decent contest. The Chargers should win that game. I just I don't if they're missing like some key players on defense, it could be a problem because. Their defense got lit up by the Ravens, too, so. I'll take the Chargers. Okay, moving on. Yep. Jaguars at Seahawks. Oh, man. Go Hawks. Yeah, go Hawks. I mean, if there's a game that they were going to win to try and buy themselves some time, they got to win this game. They're inducting, I think, Mike Holmgren into the Seattle, like, Ring of Honor in the stadium. So basically, like the Seahawks Hall of Fame. Oh man, they they have to win this game. But I thought they had to win last week too, and they almost did. They they kept it close, like it was a winnable game for them. But the Saints are definitely better than the Jaguars. I gotta take the Seahawks. Yeah, I have to. I just I'm scared. I'm scared for them. If they lose to the Jags, Pete Carroll should just leave and take the USC job. <laughs> I mean, especially at home, that's not going to go over well. Right. I know. They're not invincible at home like they used to be, so. Oh, well. All right. I mean, this has been a weird season, though, for them, too, with now no rust. It's just yeah, weird they're, omen. They're favored by three and a half. With Russell Wilson, they probably win that game by... 10 to 14. All right. What's 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 on deck? 
uh, Washington at Broncos. Foot. <laughs> Football team. <laughs> Edit that out. No. Rude. Foot. <laughs> Washington football uh-huh. at Broncos. Man, if Washington wasn't so stank, <laughs> I would think they have a good chance in that game. Denver is favored by three. That's sus. Ugh, I don't know. I don't trust Washington. Like Neither team's got a good defense right now. Neither team's really got a great offense right now. I'd have to see the injury report because it's like I like Gibson and McLaurin better than Gordon Williams. I don't know. Like the Broncos have way more weapons, but it's like just they don't seem to understand like how to use it. Like Teddy Bridgewater is not the guy to really like exploit how good their receiving group is. I need McLaurin to have a good day. He should. He's been, like, healthy, questionable, healthy, questionable over the last, like, two days. True, but, I mean, has he has he even given you a bad week so far? Yes. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank Taylor Heineke for that. I don't know. It's a close game. Washington's plus 150. I don't, I don't mind that. And we're already behind in the pick because only one person picked Green Bay, so... But who didn't show? Yeah, our special guest who decided mm-hmm. not to show up for this game. Okay, moving on. What's the next one? Bucks at Saints. Ooh, division game. Bucks. Saints defense has played pretty well. It's just do do I trust Jameis Winston here? He gets to play against Tampa though. He gets to play against his old team. Try to avenge that loss. It's possible. Nothing is outside the realm of possibility in this matchup, but... Yeah. I feel like we haven't seen much of the Saints games this year yet either. No, it's like... And Thomas is still IR? Yeah. Saw them get their butts kicked. Saw them smash Green Bay and then get smashed by the Panthers. And then they lost one other weird game in there. But they're 5-2, and two, so it's like all things considered... The fact that this Saints team is still 5-2 and two and they have the ability to potentially take the lead in the division with a win over the Bucks, It says a lot about Sean Payton as their coach. It says a lot about that organization and how they get their guys ready to go. Because this is a, a season where they very easily could have like been a sub-500 or 500 team. But they're competitive. Looks like they'll probably be in the playoffs. It just what I saw in the last game is that like their offense doesn't have what it takes to beat Tampa Bay. It's like they scored 13 against Seattle. And really, watching that game, it's like Seattle somehow just like didn't guard the one guy that they needed to pay attention to. It's like, how do you let Kamara have 10 catches for 130 yards? And on his, touch, on his touchdown, they weren't even guarding him. It was just like he just has a little like out route from the backfield. Catches the ball with nobody around him, and then he like makes one guy miss, and he's in the end zone. I mean, but the Bucks have to be prepared to watch Kamara. Yeah, and I just think the Bucks 
offense is too good for the Saints to be able to just be like, we're going to play a ball control type of game and just like let Kamara dominate. Because mm-hmm. even if he has a dominant game, 13 points ain't going to do it. Yeah. You know, Tampa's going to score 20-something in that game at least. At least. Yeah. It'll be an interesting one, though. Is that Sunday night or afternoon? Afternoon. Uh, yeah, it's the, like, the, the primetime afternoon game, I think. Because then Cowboys-Vikings is the Sunday night game. That's an interesting one. Dallas coming off the bye. Dak Prescott looks like he's not going to play. Vikings also coming off the bye. Oh, okay. So they're both they're both well-prepared, well-rested. He's for sure out, I Dak? don't know. But if he doesn't play, I would favor the Vikings. And I see the Vikings are favored by two and a half, so that tells me that Dak is out because mm. there's no reason to favor the Vikings otherwise. Yeah. So can Zeke and Pollard do enough? Is the, You know what? We're going to find out how good the Cowboys' defense really is. Because, like, they made some big plays, obviously. They score some touchdowns. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is very good at making those big plays. But are they going to be able to hold Minnesota in check enough to to let their run game and their possession passing win the day? I hope it's high scoring. Yeah, could be. Uh, Pollard could be in for a good one. Just because if you're Minnesota and Dak's not playing, it's like, all right, focus all our energy on shutting down Zeke and not letting him go crazy. And then Pollard mops up all the other opportunities. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And then (laughs) you got Thielen and Cousins. And Cousins. Yeah. So we're going to find out, like, what the Viking, what Kirk Cousins is really made of and what the Dallas defense is really made of. But that's a close game. That's a tough pick. Even with Prescott out, I understand why the Vikings are favored. Uh, I would probably have to favor them, too, just given the situation, because I don't know who Dallas' backup is. I don't either. I haven't even no. seen any like news alerts about it. No, I saw his name, and then I was like, I don't know who that is. Who he, though? Who's he, though? <laughs> it doesn't work as well. No, it's not. See, I, I still haven't. Let's see, Dallas depth chart. Cooper Rush. Who's this guy now? Is he a rookie? No, fifth season. Have we never heard his name? I don't know. He's just been the backup there, and he's been <clears> in <throat> Dallas as backup the whole time. But he didn't play when Dak went out last year. Yeah, career-wise, he's got... Well, that's because they had Dalton. Mm. So he was probably their third stringer. Mm. But in 2017, he played two games. He had one completion on three attempts. And... That's all she wrote. That's the extent (laughs) of his experience. And this is who's starting? Uh Uh-huh. Against the Vikings Uh on Sunday night? So... Be interesting. It's gonna be very interesting because we're gonna like. <clears throat> what if he's this crazy stud like quarterback that they've just never knew? Like, it's possible. I mean, we'll find out like how good Dallas's system is because we'll see if their backup quarterback can step in and give them production. 
We'll see how good their defense is. And we'll see how good their program is. Because, like, if they can beat a Minnesota team that's a decent team that has weapons, if they can find a way to win this, like, that says that they've taken a step beyond where they were. I don't know if Mike McCarthy is the coach to, to get them over that hump, but it's going to be interesting. I got to favor the Vikings, though. All right, last one, Giants at Chiefs. I want the Giants to win this one so bad. I know. They're not going to, but. I mean, if they do, though. It'd be amazing. The Chiefs ought to yeah. check themselves. Well, the Giants are coming off a very improbable win. The Chiefs are coming off a shellacking of a loss, and yet the Chiefs are still favored by nine and a half in this game. So what does that tell you? The odds makers don't think the Giants can win this game. And it's in Kansas City. It's on Monday night. And good teams typically find a way to rise to the occasion. It's like, it's one thing to lose to the Bills in a primetime spotlight game. It's another thing to lose to the Giants, who would be lucky if they get one of their receivers back this week. That would be hilarious, though. Oh, yeah, I'm pulling for the Giants. Yeah. I wouldn't be upset by it, even if my toast. If you wrong. listen to this one, Danny Dimes, it's Giants time. I don't. You think he's gonna pick the Giants in this game? Of course. Toast always picks the Giants. He has to because he shouldn't have the other yeah. day, and then that got him a, a win. So yeah, he's the only two-time winner so far. So toast has come in to ruin the fantasy league. He's ruined. Yeah, he can't the play pick next league. year. No, he can. Okay, I won't play next year. <laughs> no, you gotta play too. Or you got to find your replacement. That's not the rule. That is my rule that I'm putting down right now. What? No. Okay, hasn't so. hasn't been the rule. Chiefs probably win that game. Yeah. Chiefs have to win that game. Chiefs, if they don't win that game, should definitely check themselves in somewhere. Yeah. Well, if they lose that game and Mahomes plays poorly, I would like to see the narrative surrounding the Chiefs change. It's like start to put some blame on his shoulders. Start yeah. to talk about this team not being good. Don't just go out there and be like, oh, well, they're the, the Chiefs and, you know, they're going to win 10 games in a row to close out the season, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not looking great. They're not. They're mediocre. But the Giants are 2-5 and five for a reason. True. So... They could have won a couple games in here and there, and they played some close ones. So I think they'll they'll give it a shot. But I don't know that they have the right personnel to deal with, like, Kelsey and Hill. You never know. But I'm going to say... The Chiefs are not the Panthers. Despite sure. the record being the same. True. The Chiefs are a much better organization than the Panthers. They have all the right pieces in place they just have to play better i still want to see them like give them a run for their money true but we did listen to that patrick mahomes interview which with was dan, terrible dan patrick in the car it was terrible it seemed like he was still dealing with concussion issues or maybe he's just not like the brightest guy i don't know i like i don't listen to mahomes talk enough i've only heard him like interviewed in key situations when they've been winning so listening to him talk from being like behind the gun when they're losing is a little different he didn't seem to have any answers he 
clearly like doesn't want to place blame in any direction. But the one thing that I didn't hear from him was accountability and ownership of his poor play. He didn't say, I need to play better. I need to stop making these mistakes. It starts with me. Like there was nothing about like his role in it. Yeah. Right. When the Bills lose and Josh Allen doesn't play well, he's so hard on himself. And the first thing he says is, I got to play better. I got to lead my guys better. You know, it's all, it always starts and ends with him in Buffalo. And that's what I'm not seeing from Mahomes. And, you know, maybe, maybe his time is over. Maybe he had his time. Like he clearly has like the talent and the skills, but like he's making some really, really poor decisions out there. And it's costing the team and it resulted in him getting hurt really badly in the last game. And he's fortunate that he got cleared from all the concussion protocols. And But how did that happen? I feel like any other player would not have been cleared that quickly, just like we saw it happen with him last year, too. Yeah, but I mean, if Daniel Jones was able to play after that hit that he took in Dallas, where he was stumbling and drooling on his way off the field, I think okay. m- maybe they've just eased up on their their requirements. Res- restrictions. Yeah. Uh, but Mahomes got hit bad, and it's like, okay, the concussion was one thing, but like his neck was in danger there. Yeah. Because of because of him refusing to go down and trying to make that throw. And people were trying to say it was like a dirty hit. And I'm like, that's not a dirty hit. Like you could maybe throw the flag on the guy tackling him at the legs because there is that like you're not allowed to go low on the quarterback. But the guy's got him around his ankles and he's not going anywhere. And he's on his way down to the ground, but he's trying to throw the ball. And by throwing it, he has to like pull his shoulders back and pick his head up to try and create the throw. And in the process of doing that, the other defender coming in just nails him right in the face and he gets concussed as a result. So we were talking earlier about those plays where it's like, just go down with Brady. Yeah. And I think you see it with Aaron Rodgers too. Like Aaron Rodgers is a guy who he knows that he's much more valuable to his team healthy than he is injured. Right. Of course. So these guys that are in their thirties, they're like, you know what? I'm just going to, just going to go down. Like, there's no point in me, like, really getting myself badly hurt here for no reason. With a Hail, Hail Mary play, that's not going to actually do anything. Yeah. So, all right, Chiefs. I expect you guys to win. I don't want you to. Go Giants. <laughs> go Giants. It's for you, Toast, this week. <laughs> all right, everybody. Take care. Have a good one. Enjoy football. Happy Halloween. Oh yeah, happy Halloween. Thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. I still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help, so if you enjoyed it, please tell somebody. But liking, subscribing, and sharing go a long way too. This show is an extension of thescheiss.com, and you can contact me at info at or at Podcast on Twitter. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills. Bills.